Alright, what's up chat gang? Uh, no cold open today, I just, uh, I guess, got some, uh, some light, uh, uh, playing music there. Ghosts, uh, 5 album, uh, Nine Inch Nails off, uh, using the Creative Commons license. Things that I suddenly have to, uh, know about now that I'm kind of moving into a year of content creation, um, and, uh, with plans to kind of grow and, and, and do a little bit more with, with Rantcast and, uh, and stuff on the YouTube. So, so yeah, um, uh, I've missed, uh, I took a week off from Rantcasts, uh, had, uh, some apprehensions about doing tonight as well. I was going to maybe take two weeks going into sort of my big, my big, big marathons coming up here in October, which is of course the, uh, the spooky marathon. Uh, I, I've done it every year since I've been a Twitch streamer. Um, reconciling just wanting to play, you know, scary games for 30 days with, with wanting to sort of like unite the clans with how I'm, you know, Age of Sigmar has been, uh, really awesome for me in a, a, a billion ways, um, you know, making content, making, <clears throat> helping build a community and stuff like that. But I, I mean, I... <coughs> Pardon me. Yeah, pardon me. I'm sorry about that. Oh, I need a cough button if we're going to do this professionally. Um, but I, I mean, I, I, I middle, I had middling success as a Twitch streamer before I was making rant casts. Uh, that's where a lot of my cadence and, and, and ability came from. But rant cast was something to do every single week. It, it made me understand sort of cross-platform, making a dedicated podcast, doing something with a format to it. Um, so a lot of that stuff was really really awesome and important and it's kind of been really a weird sort of thing to to do a yeah like a spooktober marathon because i just um not only do i love death factions but like my enjoyment of like horror themes and stuff like that that's just a, a commonality throughout my being um you know I, I i famously and constantly say you know what got me into the undead army to begin with back in like 1997 when i started playing warhammer was that it was the army that reminded me of castlevania you know, um, so there's that sort of, for better or for worse, a lot of my personality is just sort of like a ball of yarn. It's all just tied together in, in one big one big mess. Uh, you know, why I like this thing links to why I like that thing, and so on and so forth. It can be a real hell, actually, when you're dealing with something like a pandemic. Um, but, uh, yeah, Nagashtober. Uh, um, what would Halloween be called in the mortal realms? I'm sure there'd be some sort of, like... You know, Dia de los Muertos sort of thing going on in the mortal realms. They probably have some like, you know, Shayishian name for it. I'd imagine that's what they they do. Uh, yeah, yeah. It explains Blood Bowl last night. The horror. Yeah, love love of a horror show. That's exactly what happened. Um, but I did make my first rant cast officially. So, like I said, I, I probably streamed off and on. Just after Justin TV became Twitch, uh, I, I, I used to stream under a different handle. Um, at some point, I switched over to Mr. Meff when I started doing stuff with uh, with the convention circuit and doing more of the pro professional shoutcasting and, and tournament organization and, and, and all that stuff that I ended up doing. I switched over to being Mr. Meff again, which is essentially my, my college moniker that was given to me by an anime club, for those of you that don't know the story. Uh, the Magical Mr. Mephisto is technically my full nickname. 
Uh, I was in a college club, so this is a good a uh, good AMA here. How did, how how did I come by the the the, the name Mephisto? Um, so I was in a in a club called Otaku Anonymous, even though I am not a weeb. Uh, at the time I was though I was I was big into anime. Uh, so I joined a club called Otaku Anonymous by way of Gamers Guild, which is of course the tabletop the tabletop gaming club. Um, they met every Friday. Uh, being anonymous, you didn't have uh, a name, so you had to propose a nickname after t uh, after two uh, sort of consecutive uh, trips to OA. You got to propose your nickname. Uh, I suggested Mephisto. Uh, I was a huge Diablo fan. Uh, there's an anime called Demon City Shinjuku uh, that featured a character in a red trench coat named Mephisto, who may or may not have been a demon, and uh, constantly talking about Pandora's box. And then there was a, a Commodore 64 game called Mr. Mephisto. So I, said, I, I, I proposed Mephisto. Um, but... And I quote, that's too cool. Your nickname should be the Magical Mr. Mephisto because it sounds like a bunny rabbit. Uh, so my full nickname is the Magical Mr. Mephisto. Um, and then one of the things is like you're allowed to shorten it however you would like. You know, so there's someone's nickname was Bears, Bears, Bears. They just went by Bears. You know, someone's nickname was was uh, Iron Man after Ma Master's Watch. Um, and oddly, they didn't shorten it to Iron Man. They shortened it to Aftmas. Um, so there's, you know, that, that's, uh, so that, that's actually where, where Mephisto came from. Uh, I was then, uh, you know, I, I play online games forever, always had like different, various different ha handles. I was actually, uh, my PSN name is Spaced Ghost. So, uh, uh, ghost theme, spooky theme always throughout. Um, and, uh, and, uh, my LOL, uh, LOL name was The Haunting. When I united the clans, when I started to be a streamer, I, I just became Mephisto all over again. It really bothers me because it was so obvious. I had this, like, 12-year-old nickname that a bunch of my college friends still knew me by. And when it came time to make a Twitch account, I had no idea what to name myself. <laughs> so it actually took me a couple years to be Mephisto. Um... So yeah, that's where Mephisto came from. Uh, but the first, so yeah, I, I did Twitch streaming for a while. I did Shoutcast. I worked for GDQ. I did a bunch of stuff. Um, I got into the Age of Sigmar community when Heywo essentially approached me and said, hey, you should come play Warhammer. It's good again. Uh, I borrowed his Skyborn Slayers uh, Stormcast Eternals, uh, played against his, uh, his uh, Beast Claw Raiders uh, while I figured out the game practice the rules, I began collecting death, and GHB 2017, uh, I had purchased a box of death off of a Facebook buy-sell-trade group, and, uh, had, like, 4k points worth of undead ready to go, um, by the time LON Tome came out, to inform me that I had made the correct decision. Uh, it rewarded me by handing me, uh, a battle tome after I'd made the decision. And I gotta say, Early on in Age of Sigmar, it was really difficult wrapping my head around the sort of the faction days. The idea that you didn't have a book for your army was completely foreign to me. It, it just, it made no sense. I'd stopped playing Warhammer in, uh, I believe it's 5th edition, 40k is where I stopped. And I had played Fantasy Battle off and on and kind of stopped playing Warhammer Fantasy Battle by the time I was playing 40k. And I still had, like, a battle tome. So it was really weird 
to, like, come into this game where they're like, oh, no, dude, you just throw together your army via keywords and shit. And I'm like, what? I mean, that was... I think that's still intimidating if you're just getting into Age of Sigmar. Uh, maybe it wouldn't be if you don't need to deprogram from old Warhammer. Uh, but for me, it was... I, I can see someone who's played old Warhammer going through the same struggle with this keyword business. Um, to that end... Uh, hey, they fixed battalions from white white wolf uh, from white dwarves and shit. So some people already asked me my my uh, questions on the legendary battalions update. Uh, it's just a good thing. Uh, why wouldn't you let people one play with their models and two sell them a thing that will in turn sell them more stuff down the line? Because you have these extra battalions to entice people, they will want to buy extra models. Like, they already own an army, but then they see the Celesque Battalion. They're like, oh, well, I don't own Celesque. Maybe I should buy Celesque now. I mean, it, it, the, there was no reason not to do this. I don't know about putting it in an FAQ, because people already don't, you know, read the FAQs to begin with. But, but hey, it's a step in the right direction. It shows that they're listening to their player base, and it's a great, great move. So, um, I'm just going to play TK with 2016 points. Fuck you guys <laughs> and your real army. Um, so yeah, um, that's that's kind of uh, I guess the, the origins. Uh, Rantcast, the first official AOS Rantcast. Many of you know uh, that actually was recorded on August twenty fourth, twenty nineteen, with Haywo. Um, I got back from uh, uh, from Nashcon, and they had released kind of. They had been releasing teaser videos for Ossiarch Bone Reapers, but that was when they released the... That was the Nova, the same weekend as Nova, and they had released, like, the big video. And I was so excited that I couldn't contain my body anymore. I already had this Twitch stream... Uh, I already had this Twitch streaming business, so I, I physically on my phone called Haywo, said, Hop on Discord, uh, I'm going to record a show. And, uh... And that's that was kind of the the birth of of, of AOS Rantcast a year and a month ago. Um, it was kind of insp- it was more of an act of inspiration and passion than than like deliberate like than than deliberate. Um, but it's that sort of concentrated will, and I think that's when you get some of the coolest stuff in the world. Uh, not to say that my show is one of the coolest in the world, but like it, it's cool how that happened. Like I just couldn't contain my body. I was so like overwhelmed with hype and I so I made it I made an I accidentally made a podcast and actually it's called Rantcast 100% because of Haywo as well. He basically made a tweet like the next week like hey, watch this, you know, watch watch Mephisto's show Rantcast. Now technically the name is AOS Rantcast because Rantcast exists as a name for something else. So, it's technically the full name, but you can shorten it how you want to, just like at OA. Eh? Eh? See how that all comes full circle? Alright. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and my guiding stars will always be passion for the thing. No, it's not the best damn rent cast TM. Although, I should probably just, yeah, like, here we go. I'll, pu- I'll submit my forms to the, uh, the EPA or whoever I got to, uh, to trademark the best damn rent cast. Let all the others know that they might have come sooner, uh, but they are not better. And most of them don't don't really release content anymore. I think there's one that's like a sports one or something, but but I digress. 
It's good. It's good. All right. So we already got some uh, some questions here. Um, one year. Congrats from Caleb. Caleb, thank you so much. Uh, kind of address that. Soren dropping a thousand RDP to remind everyone that chat gang ain't nothing to fuck with. And I would like to remind you all that after this, I, I will be uh, broadcasting the, the Blood Bowl playoff game that's going on tonight between uh, Greg and uh, 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 Re Requizen, I believe is, is how it's pronounced. Um, sweetest for vanilla sauce, which is what they call custard. That's an inter interesting way to get a, get your nickname, Vanilla Sauce. I didn't realize it was literally Vanilla Sauce. <laughs> um, the creamy custard croissants your your half league team name makes all the more sense now. Um, yeah, so there we go. Um, so the, the first set of questions actually came via Discord here. Um, go ahead and pull this up here. Um, my thoughts on GHB20 battle plans. Uh, the GHB20 battle plans are the best battle plans we've ever gotten. Uh, battle plans are kind of a great equalizer to this this game we call Age of Sigmar. Uh, when people overreact to how overpowerful, like how powerful an army is, um, this advice hasn't changed from like my Bolter and Chainswords uh, days when power creep was at at the most potent it has it had ever been as far to my mind which is like old warhammer 40k where the newest the newest codex caleb kane ooh, getting gifted a sub there looks like ziggy uh gifting nine gift subs to the community oh snap ziggy you the mad lad now um thank you so much for throwing those out there everyone enjoy your emotes um be sure to uh, spam the Honest Wargamer Rob over on his channel, because uh, I hear he loves Nagash. <laughs> Love you too, Rob. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, Bolter and Chainsword, I remember uh, the, the power creep was really at the ultimate height I'd ever seen in that time period. It would just... It would just, like, the newest battle tome really, really was the best. Um, and then you were stuck with it for a year. And then, on top of it, your army that you may have liked, like, say, if you played Dark Eldar at that time, you were playing out of a second edition uh, uh, Battle Tome, well, Codex, into 5th edition. I don't know when they finally got an update, or even if they did. I know they're still playing with their old freaking metal models like Incubi and shit. But if you were playing Dark Eldar, you were stuck... So, so like, maybe that's part of the reason I have such a soft... I don't want to say a, a soft, but I, I have like a rather softened opinion, a more accepting opinion of Games Workshop now because I really do see the progress and the continued attempts at progress from Games Workshop that I simply did not see in those days when I became jaded with, with like, say, I didn't really become jaded. I didn't like exactly quit playing Warhammer because uh, I had a lack of interest or I was too jaded. Although... I could have seen ha I, me sticking with Warhammer and becoming increasingly jaded and be one of those old beard who's like really bitter about the game now and you're like, why do you even play anymore? It was probably a, a good thing that I moved and didn't really have a gaming group to play with anymore. So I was able to like sort of distance myself from Warhammer that when I came back to it, when Haywo said, hey, come play it, it's good now, um, that I was able to 
like remember all the good stuff that was encased in nostalgia, but enjoy and appreciate the much better game. So, so like it's it's a lot better. Like I said, this this legendary battalion is what's going on here. Uh, I still think they make some major missteps. I'm critical of them when they make those. Uh, as a rule, people should be allowed to play with their stuff. Sometimes they don't allow people to play with their stuff, and I think that is the greatest misstep they make. Um, like Chaos Dwarves, there's no reason for them to not just be a real army. All the work is done for them already. All of the work, they're already AOSE. Like, get some sculpts launched. Um, it's a good opportunity to integrate uh, Forge World if you want to. You don't have to. Uh, I really won't pretend to understand that business relationship whatsoever. Um, but, like, people should be allowed to play with their stuff. That is the point blankest thing I believe the most. Um, and usually when I have conflicting opinions of things that happen in Age of Sigmar, because, you know, I have various things that I believe, right? Um, and then, like, other things will, like, run into, like, the, the various conflicts I believe will run into each other from time to time. Uh, the, the Captain America quote, plant your, your, uh, plant yourself beside, like, a tree, plant yourself, uh, beside the river of truth and say, no, you move. That is my no-you-move moment, is people should be allowed to play with their stuff. So, that's my no-you-move thing. That's why I believe in bringing up models that are bad, not nerfing things that are great. Within reason, again, Croak is, is excessive by, by many measures, but for the most part, bringing stuff up, a rising water level raises all boats. So, just do that, baby. Um, and then keep those sort of outliers that are too high brought down. Um, let's see, more questions here. Um, state of the game. What do I think of the state of the game? I think, and if you want my true candid opinion, that the state of the game is sadly irrelevant. Um, it's... I love Age of Sigmar so much, but I feel that there's a degree of of, like, um, sort of forced hype right now. I mean, if you're a hobbyist, by all means, you know, like, awesome. Not, things haven't really changed for you. I've heard some confessions from some hobbyists that I, I truly love and adore that don't feel that same spark to, like, hobby right now that they normally do. I've heard some hobbyists clearing their shelves, their, their, their piles of shame in this time. But the point is, is, like, there's so much going on right now that, is, is so much bigger than the game and it's hitting us all in a in a in a spectrum of manner or a spectrum of ways um like that vicariously gaming through others that I feel like I I used to provide where like we spend a lot more time talking about Age of Sigmar but I went to tournaments with with a great deal of regularity um, so that, like, you know, I know for a fact people would, like, talk to me just to, like, kind of have that vicarious enjoyment of playing the game, and, and I think that's very, very natural. I do the same thing. You know, that's why I follow, you know, CanCon coverage, not just because, you know, my, you know, I have friends that play in Australian stuff, or that's why I follow Bobo, not just because it's one of the, you know, just the sort of, like, mecha-type events. It's that vicarious hit you get, right? But, uh, the state of the game right now we can't get robust data sets of performance. Now, you can get some elite performance statistics, but our game is not played at an elite level. It's... 
I believe in playing the game competently, even competitively. And we'll talk, Frank, I'm going to have Frank back on the show, and we'll talk about the difference between competent play and competitive play. Um, but, like, the game is certainly at a competent level, um, where you can play really, like, sort of bare-knuckle, like, slugfests of awesome gentlemanship games. But it is not the well-oiled machine of Magic the Gathering or Street Fighter or even League of Legends uh, as much as we a, a, we kind of want it to be. You know, we, we have this expectation that, hey, we want the game to be this. And I talked to Vince about this. You know, why did Vince set the Goldilocks zone at 40 to 60? Right? And th- there are other games Goldilocks zone. It's a 3% swing. When I say Goldilocks zone, I'm talking about the win rate. The 40 to 60 win rate. That's what he describes as like sort of that fat middle, right? Um, why did he set... That's such a wide swing. You're talking like Magic the Gathering has about a 3% swing. Uh... The uh, League of Legends really actively tries to keep things at fifty percent. They have like their tolerance level. It's 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 it, they've got a wide tolerance early because it's part of their marketing strategy to have the new stuff be busted, and then they they drop it down. They they let it ride for a while to see if people figure out counter picks to it, see if people figure out counter strategies to it, blah blah, blah and then they always tone it down afterwards because their threshold is fifty percent. Like. This game, ha- and and from a, like, a legitimate sort of number standpoint, that, that swing, that margin, that threshold, I asked Vince, why is it 40 to 60? And I'm paraphrasing here, but he said basically because the game has other agendas, and the other stuff we love about it pushes us towards having a wider threshold. That idea that you want to play with, like, this play with outdated stuff. Every battle tome would have basically six War Scrolls in it, if we were pushing towards like a, a 3% uh, three percent Goldie, Goldilocks zone. If we were going for for 3%, it, it, Battle Tomes would have six unit entries. But no, 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 you want to play with your janky weird shit. You know, you want to play with your old sculpts. You want to, and, and this is that immovable object moment for me. You should get to play with your stuff. So, I, I don't know. I, I kind of buried the lead on that one. But I, it's the state of the game right now. It's it's in stasis. It's I don't want to say it's a when I said it's irrelevant, then maybe that's a little harsh. But I feel that there's like an insincere boosting of the game when the reality is we're not playing nearly enough games right now. Um, we're not connecting with people the way we used to. We don't have those vicarious opportunities as much. Um, game playing the game in tabletop simulator it's it's awesome that people have opened their eyes to tabletop simulator as a resource and a tool but there's a huge percentage of us maybe we're all curmudgeons that just have no interest in playing tabletop simulator games something's lost in translation there that that social aspect that 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 intimate nature of age of sigmar that i enjoy i don't just want to see you play lumineth realm lords i want to see you play your lumineth realm lords you know, it's it's a conversation. The game is a conversation. The game itself is a conversation, is a dialogue. And I feel some of that dialogue is lost right now. Um, that that it's a lot of sh- shouting one direction right now. And I don't. Um, so for those of you who get your games in, you're playing Garden Hammer and stuff like that. Um, relish it, savor it, share your photos. Tell me all about it. Um, you're like kind of the, the pulse right now. Um, that's. 
in an interesting way, I think that we're going to have a, a greater appreciation for getting to play games in general with our toys when we come out of this. Um, competitively speaking, where's the game? Um, the outlier armies are far too are far too outlier <laughs> right now. They are far too pushed in in one direction. Um, that fat middle is sort of dissolving as the 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 latest slate of armies that have come out have just just torn wins away from that fat middle to inflate their own numbers. Um, the stasis isn't helping it because people aren't who aren't motivated to hobby right now by an event or anything aren't working on their sort of meta tooling to beat the hot the new hot sickness. So like, you know, people like me who would like look at Slanesh when it was overpowered and go, I can beat that, and then bring a beast of chaos list and then prove I could beat it. Like, we're not doing that right now. So, um, it is interesting because JP Janus or JP Janus, I don't, I'm not certain how, how you pronounce his name. Uh, he's got a bot program that's, uh, you know, LLV stats and him are kind of like the two leaders in terms of looking up statistics. Um, he actually just did the, uh, the hashtag get good statistics. And those were pretty compelling. I think it'd be interesting to look at at it. But it's some of the stuff we've we've often said, which is you know put in that long term with your army, play it for a year. You know, get invested in your army because you will perform better with that than you know constantly shifting armies and never getting that deeper understanding. Um. So in Australia, milk comes from pouches. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I'm just being a dink. Um, yeah, get the good, exactly. And, and I, I say more than that, get the confident. Become confident in what you play. I mean, that's really, I think one of the biggest things, what is, what's like the main thing that championship ballers have, that, that the best fighters in the world, that the, the, the just, the people who tend to do really well Maybe it's a chick chicken or the egg thing, but but you always see a confidence. Overconfidence can be a problem, but competent confidence is something you would you should aspire towards having. You know, we Haywo and I were talking like he put in years on Beast Claw Raiders when they were not terribly good. And just consistently putting up three and two, three and two, three and two. The minute he gets a, a book, he goes four and one. Like like, you know, he was just at that ceiling. So, like, yeah, army's got a ceiling, but the confidence to play that army for when that wheel rolls around to you, um, I think having confidence in your own play is, is super important. Um, Gargants. Am I excited about Gargants? Uh, yes, because destruction needs a, a new faction as well. Uh, although I'm upset because they said that everyone's going to have access to a Gargant, and I hate that. Why can't Destruction just get a thing, okay? I, I feel like as the two sort of like... Uh, Destruction and Death are like the uh, the non-featured... Uh, we're the supporting cast. Destruction and Death are the supporting cast for Age of Sigmar. And that's fine, we always should be, because supporting casts are always allowed to be more interesting. Uh, villain, bad guys in supporting casts get to have the most fun. Ask anybody who's ever been in any play, or has ever... Like, you always get to have more fun. Um... That's fine, but when the this this destruction, like, 
just stigma that rolls around. They always have to be bullshit and random. They're never taken too seriously, which might be part of their charm. But then when they finally get something, they give it to everybody. I don't like that. I don't like that. So I am excited because yay, more destruction. Um, they went fairy tale whimsy with them, which is, again, for IDK, they went too far with the fish thing. With LRL, they went too far with the bull thing and the crystal thing. They should always be going too far in a direction. I don't almost don't care what the direction is. They chose like fairy tale giants, and they went in that direction. That was a quizzical direction to go in. Uh, it doesn't hit for me, but I love that they went too far with it. Now, if only uh, like the other Gargant sculpts weren't so like cartoonishly ugly, um, because like you have these these like awesome exaggerated fairy tale whimsical over the top giants and then sitting next to him you have these these boxy distended like just cartoonishly bad looking models um so that's i'm i'm excited uh i'm excited for new armies always i'm super excited for destruction um uh they just they they had an opportunity for this to be an uh, like the ultimate slam dunk and then they they kind of like eased off and they're like oh everyone gets giants Cool. Uh, I wish you hadn't done that. That's the biggest misstep. Uh, Tomb King Tristan reminding everyone that checking ain't nothing to fuck with. Uh, so those are uh, questions there. Um, general non-AOS, how am I doing? I'll, I'll circle back around to this. Any tips for people struggling? I'll circle back around to this. What am I looking forward to? I'll circle back around to that. Uh, Soulbound. I really like uh, Soulbound. Um... Would I change anything about it? Uh, the thing I would change about Soulbound is uh, I want a deeper cast of bad guys. Um, I think that stuff will gradually come out, though, so I'm not too upset about that. I'm not worried. I'm not too worried about that. Um, I wish there was a critical factor in Soulbound, uh, but it's like there's. They've done a lot of really great stuff. I like the, the pace of combat. Um, I like how deadly it is. Um, yeah, so. Um, favorite name of a GW paint? Uh, Nuln Oil. Favorite color of GW paint? Uh, Nuln Oil. Least favorite name of GW paint? Uh, Nuln Oil. Least favorite color of GW paint? Nuln Oil. It's the only one I remember the name of. Uh, best tasting paint? Probably Nuln Oil. And the worst tasting uh, paint, uh, it's the earth shit. That, like, textured earth stuff. That That's nasty. Nasty, okay? Uh, King of Halloween candy besides Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Um, hmm. I'm always happy to get a Milky Way. Um, it's Reese's Peanut Butter Cups by far. Especially the peanut butter pumpkins because their ratios of peanut butter to to chocolate are is like supreme. It's just they nailed it. Uh, but uh, beyond that, uh, Milky Way, because it's just like when you're when you're ugh, Reese's Pieces. Ugh, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> when you're uh, when you're rifling through like your kids' candy, which is how I experience Halloween candy these days. Um, I'm never disappointed to like see a, like to like you know you get that fistful, and then like you've got like an assortment of candy. If there's a Milky Way in there. And, like, no Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. I'll always grab that. I'll always grab that one. 
<laughs> uh, what is this? Maybe giants won't have to use little ones. Well, and so if it's faction wise, it like faction wise, if the the huge ones are are the uh, if the huge ones are battle line for the faction, and then in other people's factions they're an ally and not a battle line, and uh, now not a behemoth or whatever, um, that'll be fine. Like that that's I mean that'll be finer I should say, but still. Um, King of Halloween candy. Uh, when are we getting Nagash shirt? Uh, as soon as Nick True comes back from vacation, we're going to talk about getting some uh, some Pepsi Milk rant ca uh, 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 chat gang shirts. Um, so he's going to help me uh, procure that. Uh, mostly because he just wants one a, a shirt for himself. Um, but uh, the way those orderings work is sometimes you order them in bulk or sometimes you order like a single thing. If he does some legwork to get himself a shirt and then I can like residually sort of, uh, you know, like pay some difference, we might get a shirt like that. Uh, as far as nay gash, uh, we got to wait for Bryce to make that model. And then we'll see what that looks like after what his vision of that is, and then we'll get a we'll get a we'll get a t-shirt going. Uh, will the hackers be returning for the new season? Absolutely. And you, I already bought their reincarnation of Dreadfarve last night. His name is Dreadfarve Two. Dread harder. Um, top Halloween films. The one we always watch as a family is Hocus Pocus. Um, it's just a like it's an absolute go-to. Uh, one of the one of my favorite Halloween movies to recommend uh, is either Shaun of the Dead or uh, or Zombieland. Both of those are just great party flicks. Uh, Train to Busan is probably the single best zombie movie I've ever seen. Uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake is highly underrated. Uh, so that's a, it, like in the zombie realm. Um, I really like. Uh, it's a film called Green Room. Uh, ooh, Chaos Bond Wargaming just subbed. Twitch Prime, seven months. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for that. Here we go. Um, there's also, so the same director who did Green Room, uh, he did a movie called, uh, uh, Jeremy Saulnier. Um, he also did a movie called, uh, uh, called Murder Party. Murder Party is schlock. Everyone should watch that movie. It, everyone should watch it. It's it's utterly fantastic. Um, Green Room is also very good. And, uh, man, from there, so many to name. I'm just kind of thinking of the stuff that's off the top of my mind. Um, for the Halloween movie marathons that, that'll be taking place throughout the Spooktober marathon, uh, we'll be doing watch parties off stream, kind of like what we do with Sumo. Uh, I will be share screen sharing a, a film. We'll be doing it offline. Uh, I, you know, not replicating it, uh, just as a watch party while watching the movie together. Um, I'm basically going to go through each of the, uh, sort of categories of, 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 uh, horror movie and we'll watch a movie each Friday. Ernest Scared Stupid is, is, meh. Meh. Um. It Follows was fantastic. Come to think of it. Let the Right One In is pretty decent. If you watch the, like, original, you know, what is it, Dutch or Swedish flick, that one's pretty good. 
Um, I love Juon when I was younger. It didn't hold up when I went back and watched it older. Uh, now that I'm older, uh, Ring and Ringu are both still pretty fun. Uh, any of the like the the '90s like sort of schlock horror flicks, you pretty much can't. '80s and '90s, you pretty much can't go wrong with. Hereditary. I didn't like it. It's one of those movies that has stayed with me, but I didn't like it because the character, I found myself rooting for the evil in it. And whenever I do that, something is horribly wrong. Like, here's this film. I'm like, every character in the movie is making the dumbest decisions possible for the plot to drive itself that I couldn't stand it. Like the kid putting its head out, from the kid putting the head out of its window, to its mom just kind of, the mom being an idiot the whole time, to the dad letting her be an idiot the whole time, and like, just like, like, you should have burned that notebook like five scenes ago. Midsummer I haven't seen yet, but, but, uh, but I, it's on our personal horror movie marathon for this, for this month. Duke was fine. It was, you know, a mom's, like, sort of, like... It was It was about postpartum, basically. Like, that... Like, it was... It was Babadook was fine. Um, it dragged a bit. Um, Haunting on Hill House on Netflix is fantastic. I... It, when it first came out, everyone was like, this, this is great. But then everyone said it was great. So then internet being the internet had to flip on it and be like, no, we all hate this. It's overrated. And, uh... And uh, they are all wrong. It is it is great. It is fantastic. Um, watch it a second time and look for the hidden ghosts. It's a uh, like yeah. Find all the hidden ghosts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a bl- it's been a blast. We just our our Halloween actually starts September first. <laughs> so uh, Child's Play remake was wasn't bad. Uh, they went in a different direction. Uh, I liked it. I thought that was, I, I was a, a good way to 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 breathe some life into it. Um, it was good. Um, the original Child's Play is still pretty metal, though. Most of those are most of those are pretty awesome. Oh, the original's good. I like the original Ch- Child's Play a lot. Um, the kid's name in it is Andy, so you got to understand like that movie. I was a kid watching that. And with this, you know, my I, I was always like a, a spooky kid, you know. And, um, I had an utter fascination for that film. I think it's Chucky Three, where they they're at like he's at in ROTC. That one's awesome. That one's really awesome. Also, shoutouts to the Leprechaun films, notably Leprechaun in Space is it's it's horribly awesome. And Leprechaun goes to Vegas is amazing. Shoutouts to Warwick Davis. Uh, if they make another Jaws film, he could play the fucking shark. He's amazing. So, um, I like Aliens 2, or which, Aliens, uh, a lot. Uh, I like Alien, but Alien has that same thing going on that every horror film from that era has, which is, they are very slowly paced, which, for like a night of getting everybody together to watch horror movies, it doesn't make for a great horror like a horror uh, party, it's not a great party flick uh, because it the pace is very slow and you will put your audience to sleep if they've never seen it. Uh, but it's a great film. H.R. Uh, H.R. Giger is 
not just like prolific in terms of like cinema, but is one of the probably the best artists to have ever existed. Those costumes stand out like a mofo. Um, the themes that they are playing with, which are essentially like reverse pregnancy and stuff like that, like are, are heavy handed and poignant to this day. Like, or not heavy handed. They're they're a little heavy. But poignant to this day, I I love the Alien flicks. Um, Alien, the one with uh, with Winona Ryder was bad. Uh, Predator versus Alien, the remake, uh, the reboot they did, sort of in the early two thousands, was better than people give it credit for. Uh, even though it did the ancient aliens thing, but it was a it was a lot better it was a lot better movie than people gave it credit for. I think, um, I think it got shit on because it had a minority cast. Uh, protagonist. We always come down harder. We always come down harder on girl movies, and we always come down harder on on movies featuring POC. Always, always. Like, like, um, uh, like Twilight, for instance. The Twilight is as bad as anything else. The vampire Lestat and like all those stuff, not very good. Why the visceral reaction to it? Because it's something girls like it's part of our culture if if boys like it then it's like self-aware and and edgy if girls like it it is bad like eh, whatever cut cut it some slack um don't yuck people's yum um favorite hammer films horror film i'm not certain hammer film maybe clarify Wishmasters weren't bad uh warlock wasn't bad uh fright night's awesome uh, I just watched the faculty. Like I said, we already we already kicked off our Halloween September first. We watched the faculty, which I had for whatever reason I I had I just I blanked that this movie existed. We watched it, amazing. If you haven't seen the faculty, go watch it right now. Like uh, I'll wait and stop stop rantcast. Go watch it. It's fantastic. Robert Rodriguez doing what Robert Rodriguez does the best. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, clearly... I mean, now you're talking Golden Age of Horror. So, I mean, un- uncontestable. And Vincent Price is one of those, like, prolific figures that sculpted an, an entire era. What horror movie would make the best Muppets adaptation? Uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 100% would make for, like, because the humor is already there with Kruger. Um, I think, it, it, like, the ultra-violence that is in the that is in the Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, it, yeah, Nightmare on Sesame Street, cool. Like, the, 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 the ultra-gore or the ultra-violence that's already there is even more amped up than the Jason flicks. Um, so, like, with Muppet Viscera, where, like, because that scene where Johnny Depp basically explodes onto his ceiling, do that with Muppets. It'd be amazing. It'd be, it would be, oh, so good. And then, uh, and then please, 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 like, bring in Tim Curry somehow as a cameo. Because Tim Curry in, uh, Muppet Treasure Island, which I also recently saw, holds up and his performance is amazing. And the joke they set up with, uh, with uh with Jim and uh or Tom, uh, I'm Tom, old Tom, really old Tom, dead Tom. 
<laughs> or old Tom, really old Tom, dead Tom. The joke they set up with that, ugh, it's like a three-act setup. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. The dead Tom joke. Like, whoever was in the writing room, and they're like, they're just like snickering to themselves the whole time. They wrote that in, or whoever wrote that script, or whatever script doctor added it in. Oh, oh so good. All right, um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is overrated. Um, dead Tom is dead. He's always been dead. Oh, and he just throws a skeleton. So, <laughs> like, that's why he's called Dead Tom. Oh, so good. Uh, now you know my, my dumb sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, that. Drag Me to Hell and Jen uh, Jennifer's Body were also both pretty good. They were in that, like, sort of over-the-top schlock. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong with Raimi Horror. You really... He's just figured it out. Um, probably talk horror movies all night. Let's see. Uh, did GW Paint, Halloween Candy, did that. Uh, Dreadfarb will be, uh, Jags or Fins? Uh, whichever one, uh, Minch Gardner Minshew is on. I want Minshew to win. That, in, in Minshew, I trust. That mustache. I think that's the Jags. Uh, favorite taco? I'm gonna self-honk here. Uh, my barbacoa tacos that I personally make are, are fantastic. Um, if not my own personal barbacoa tacos, which are me ripping off a recipe. Uh, when I used to live in Eau Claire, there's a uh, little like Mexican market um, that you go and you you know buy your food. And in the back of the Mexican market, they had a small like three bar stool kitchen. Those were the best tacos I've ever had in my life. Um, but beyond those specific tacos, the ones I make are pretty good. Barbacoa in general is usually my go-to uh, taco meat. Um, which is essentially like a particular type of brisket. Um, favorite pizza topping. Uh, pepperoni and mushroom is kind of my go-to pizza, uh, but I might be moving away from eating pork here in the near future. Yeah, Jags, go Minshew. Um, cats or dogs? Uh, this question is unfair. It's a false equivalence. Uh, all animals are awesome. Um, uh, I'm... I. I have dogs, but only because Molly is allergic to cats. Um, I don't mind cats at all. Uh, I've had pet rats. I've had pet ferrets. Uh, the only pets I think are stupid are birds and fish. Um, some birds would be pretty cool, though. Like I, I'd, like, a, like if I had like a pet raven or a crow, that'd be metal. Like, a, like I would totally have a, like a pet raven or a crow or something like that, um, or like a like a condor or like a vulture. That'd be awesome. Um, but, like, fish fish are only the worst parts of having pets, which is, like, feeding them and cleaning up after them. Um, so I hate fish. <laughs> um, how would, Nag how would uh, you run Nagash now that Petrifex got fixed, quote-unquote? Um, I think Staliarch Lord's Nagash is cute. Um, I think you stick with Petrifex Elite, though. Uh, give me that run, baby. Um, let's see. And, uh, so we're caught up on Discord. Question. If you were a SpongeBob SquarePants character, who would your kids say you were? 
Um, they probably think I'm Squidward. Uh, I'd imagine. Uh, I 100% want a pet raven because of Sandman. Duh. Um, also, or, you know, The Crow. You know that, from that movie? The Crow. <laughs> like, um... I missed your question there. It, it's it, it helps if you tag me with a at Mr. Meff or Mr. Right Mephisto. There you go. Um, do you think GW is focused on gimmicks in AOS armies as opposed to new mechanics that fill niches in the game? All right, I'm about to blow your mind. What if new mechanics are gimmicks? <gasps> um, I think uh, GW is an interesting space right now. Um, where they don't need much, like, rules bloat, but I still want to see them push the envelope of design space. Because there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of cool design space where Age of Sigmar can go. Um. Uh, I'll get to your question in a second, Zeko. Um. I think, um, I don't, to say that they're focused on gimmicks, I think that, I think that their line they sell is 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 the truth. I think they're focused on models. I I truly believe that that is their focus. Um, I think they're focused on models and like being profitable selling models. I think that's their their focus. Uh, I don't mind it. Um, I often come down like like a, a like a anti capitalist despot. Um, but like I actually think people should get paid for stuff. Um, it's just I don't think you should get paid exploiting your fans and customers and the rules okay um so like games workshop focusing on models as long as i feel a sincerity from them that they are a company focused on models uh then i give them a little credence give them the benefit of the doubt and i do believe that they are focused on their models uh i have my you know my bone tithe nexus sitting behind me that is 20 percent too big you know, uh, Gargans have no reason to exist beyond making a huge fucking model that is awesome, that everyone is going to want to buy, paint, and, like, field, especially with the rule that you can just have them mercenary essentially, into every army. Um, I think that they focus on the models, and I think the rules are, are kind of, I would say for better or for worse, but I think it is for worse, uh, the rules come afterwards. Now, I don't think that they do a terrible job in that design space. Um, but then we do get stuff like with the Bone Tithe Nexus. Um, the fact that it got set up before all the other terrain, it was so clearly they had to write a rule to fix the fact that the terrain piece was too huge. You know, um, they run into some, some situations like that with their model's first approach. Now, again, as long as I continue to buy the fact that they are a model's company first, I will, I will give them some credence. Like, they're like that's just where I think they, I think that's the design space. Their 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 business model. Um, the listening to like Stormcast has been like kind of a real revelation because Games Workshop is is rather clandestine. They don't really allow for us to hear from a lot of the creatives too often with their game, which I think is is um, uh, 
is just the wrong way of doing it. The best thing that we can that that they do is they let us hear from the artists and the writers and the sculptors. Uh, when we get to hear their lore, like why they came up with this sweet lore on Stormcast, I'm like, awesome, cool. Then I get to hear your enthusiasm. Then I don't think you're just some cynical, like, money-grubbing, exploit-your-fan-base company. So I think they need to do more of that. Um, Rules-wise, um, the numbers aren't always right. Like, they just, they, they come up with these interesting mechanics to fill in niches, as you kind of po pointed out, but they just, they the numbers are wrong. Like, uh, like the Night Haunt charge rule. I'd really like that. I mean, they are the vanguard of Nagash. They're the they're the shock troopers. They go in, they they teleport in from the underground, they haunt you, they they explode into the field and they just like you know, these are the shock troopers. They go in fast and they kill and they murder. It makes sense to hinge an awesome mechanic to the charge. But then it's not correct. Like it's just the numbers wrong. A ten, a, a straight roll of a ten? Oof. You know, so so they have some like really cool mechanics. I just think they they too often get the numbers wrong. Eidolon of Mathlan, like both Eidolons and in in uh, in fishies are just wrong. Um, <laughs> removing the the clever rules they did have with artifacts was wrong. You know they they have just some they they ha they make some missteps. Yeah, I mean the coolest shit should should never be a liability to the field. It shouldn't necessarily be the best. Because you want to sell stuff other than your coolest models, like, like, if, you know, like, if Trogoths really were the the absolute best way to run that army, you already have people who b would build a full Trogoth army anyway because they're cool. But like, if they really were the best way to run it, you wouldn't sell any of those other sculpts. So like, you you have to like strike that balance between the coolest thing being good. But, like, it can't always be the best. And vice versa. Like, so I think that, like, in everything, there's a, you know, little column A, little column B. Um, but using the models as your guiding star, uh, designing good rules for the good models, uh, going too far with your model designs, I think as long as they hold that line, as long as they do it with sincerity, this is the important part, with sincerity, um, I, I think it's it's fine. Uh, favorite Packers running back in my lifetime, Amon Green. Um, he's Aaron Jones. If Aaron Jones puts puts together like another two seasons, if he puts together like some dominant seasons, um, like it, Aaron Jones can easily take the crown from Amon Green. But uh, but Green was the type of running back that w when we had him, it felt like people had to deal with him. And it has been a long time since I felt that way about a Packer running back. Um, I love Eddie Lacy. Um, he was an absolute work workhorse. Um, if Lacy had stayed healthy and stayed a Packer, it would be Eddie Lacy. Because, I mean, I remember Rodgers was injured and Lacy put the, the team on his back and blew out his ankle, like, carrying us to a victory against Dallas and stuff like that. Like, like he ran fierce. But, but I liked Eddie Lacy because he reminded me a lot of Amon Green. That like that that Packer back that just had to be dealt with, and it's again it's been a while since we had we, we might have that with Aaron Jones. We might have that with Aaron Jones, um, but I, I you you gotta you gotta do it consistently for a period of time to to prove it to me. Uh, Lacey coulda, but he he 
he just didn't get that that next contract, and that was where, yeah. If he had gotten that next contract and stayed healthy, it could have been Lacey. Um, yeah, decent artillery rules. I mean, artillery, does artillery, and here's a question back for you, Sir Sir, Sir Darwinning, um, and you don't need to answer it. This is a philosophical question. Should artillery be great in Age of Sigmar, in a mythic fantasy game? I, I pause it. Um, would Age of Sigmar be better as an alternating activation game? Should it go in that direction? No. Um, uh, that, that, what is this? Is this, is this 2016 again? Uh, asking the, uh, uh the, ter- the priority role question. Um, when I first started playing Age of Sigmar, I came at the game from, uh, competitive, uh, you know, Street Fighter, competitive Magic the Gathering, League of Legends shoutcasting from, we talked about early on, that, like, 3% Goldilocks zone margin. Um. I don't look at the game from that perspective anymore. I used to. Um, when I used to look at it from the 3% margin perspective, um, I I hated the priority role. As I became good at the game of Age of Sigmar, I realized that you can... Pl- part of the skill of being good at Age of Sigmar is knowing how to mitigate priority roles. Like, it's a skill you can learn, and as soon as you figure that out, the priority role doesn't feel like it steals the game from you anymore. But it has the hype factor. For me, the priority role is a lot like V-Trigger in Street Fighter. Street Fighter would be a lot boring. It would be way more boring if there wasn't a meter burn mechanic. There's that any given Sunday, that like knockout punch, you know, like the puncher's chance uh, uh, factor when you have, like, meter burn in Street Fighter, the same thing exists with the priority role. I think the priority role is suspense. Um, now, we could argue, is is there enough suspense in the game of Age of Sigmar already? And for that, I you know, we'd have to, like, have a greater and deeper discussion than I'm willing to go into in an AMA. Um, I think that, as it stands, though, at its face value, it is suspense. Suspense is good for the game. It's good for it competitively speaking when you're watching your super series. It is good for it casually speaking in your friend's basement. Um, I think the suspense of the priority role is a good thing. Um, I uh, I don't think you win a disproportionate amount of games you shouldn't have won on a priority role, nor do I think you lose a disproportionate amount of games on a loss of priority roles. It is the most powerful effect in the game, however. I mean, if you win priority, if you lose, you can look at a tournament and go, I lost every priority role, I had a hard weekend, you know? And that is true. That is true. I'm not I'm not myopic in that respect. I don't think it doesn't affect the game. That, that, that would be dumb. Like, it's, it, it, it engage, it's, it's, it's engaging. It's, it's, it's a very, it's an engaging suspenseful mechanic. Uh, having a little bit of that run back factor you know that any given Sunday effect, I think, is 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 cool. Um, like, I hear people say, like, "Oh, my army is bad." Uh, I like the priority role because it means that even with a bad army, I have a chance of winning. I hate that take. I think that is, I don't like that take um, because you shouldn't be in a position where your army is so bad you only stand to win if you if you win priority rolls if you win the double turn. Um, I don't think that that's like healthy. I, I think your army isn't very healthy if that's if it has to win double turns to win the game. 
I don't. Your army needs to be fixed, but that's not a problem with the priority rule. Like your that that's not a cause for or or problem with. It's not it it that that is not a you you post an argument about your army being bad and then you link it to the priority rule. This is not a logical argument. Like, no. Your army is bad and should be fixed. That argument stops there. You don't. You, you should never get to the, the priority role uh, uh, portion of that thought process. Um, favorite chicken wing place. Uh, used to be uh, Wingspot in Milwaukee. They went out of business. A place came back with the same name. Or sorry, Wingstop in Milwaukee. Uh, a place came back with the same name. It's not as good. Uh, I hear Wings Over Milwaukee is all right, but they're a chain, uh, and apparently there's some place in Chicago I need to check out. But it was it was uh, it was Wingstop in Milwaukee was my favorite uh, by far. Um, let's see. Uh, so what you are really asking is should ogres holding cannons be good? Yes, yes, ogres holding cannons like fucking bazookas, actually rather like shooting from the hip like in Predator uh, should be good. Yes. Yeah, they 100% should be good. In fact, uh, each ogre holding a cannon should, like, do, do a d6 damage with the cannon or something absurd. You know, twos and twos, ren two, damage d6. Make them awesome and ridiculous. They're shooting a cannon at you. It should feel like they're shooting a cannon at you. Um... I think, uh, what is this? Uh, I think because of the personality you can put into the simple action as throwing rocks at the other because look at uh, skull, uh, skill screamers, doom divers, even hell cannons. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the last ditch panic mode. Hope that uh, you get that double when you've rushed at your opponent in the full on balls out last stand and it goes the wrong way. Well, I mean, it's over quick one way or another, right? I mean, that's that's part of the charm of it. Am I playing Shadowlands? What class would you, will you play? Is this a WoW question? I don't play WoW. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I don't play World of Warcraft. Um, I used to, uh, but then I beat the game when I beat Arthas, uh, uh, server first on Laughing Skull, uh, as the main tank, the Paladin main tank. Uh, uh, Arthas was the final boss uh, of, of World of Warcraft because he was the biggest shitlord in all of Warcraft. And so... When you beat him, the game was over. The credits even rolled when I killed him. I mean, I remember the credits rolled, and it said, would you like to log out of WoW forever? And I said yes, and I clicked the button, and then I never played WoW again. I played vanilla, and I played on, like, Nostalrius and some of the, like, vanilla WoW, uh, you know, free servers and stuff like that for a little bit. I played, when they relaunched Classic, I played that for a month. Enjoyed my nostalgia hit for a little bit until all my friends lost interest after that first month. And, uh, hey, you know, uh, Blizzard got what they wanted. They just pushed the button that said release classic WoW and just heard the cash register noise just go off like a fucking jackpot on a slot machine. What do I think needs to change for Night Hunt and Legion of Nagash? Uh, I think the Legion of Nagash book needs to get thrown into the trash and completely rewritten. Um,. It's not written it in any remote sense of se of second edition. Uh, if they're going to stick with the legions thing, they need to treat legions like sub factions, um, and just.
go back to the drawing board. Um, at the very least, treat it like Cities of Sigmar. Uh, they they need to they need to go back to the drawing board. What do I think to fix Night Haunt? Uh, I think they need to beef up their heroes. Their heroes need to just have more wounds and and either maintain price or go down in price. Uh, the Black Coach. I'm still a fan of the Black Coach being a terrain feature. I think the Black Coach should be a like a terrain piece that sort of redeploys every turn, like it's haunting the table and murdering people. The level up mechanic is cool, but it's too slow and too random. So like, just make it level up turn one, turn two, turn three, turn four, turn five, like anything else in the game that they've designed in that way. It's cool to roll dice, uh, but you don't need to roll dice on that. What is essentially just like a, you know, it's an ancillary piece to what Night Haunt's trying to do, because Night Haunt should play like Horde Shock Troopers. Um, you know, the design space for that army is to, st is, I think it needs to stay in that hordy place with some centerpieces. Their heroes need to be cheaper, and uh, Holy Within just needs to be jettisoned from the game, uh, pretty much across the entire game uh, again, or up just to 18 inches or 12 inches, like, so that stuff just needs to be fixed. Um, No, I didn't see that. I don't. I don't play well. Sorry. Um, yeah. So um, the 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 LON book needs to be jettisoned from the game, and they need to do a total rewrite. Uh, it is a soup book that is giving life support to old sculpts with less thought put into it than Cities of Sigmar, and I already have a complicated opinion on Cities of Sigmar as a book. Um, I wouldn't. Keeping in mind, people should get a, be allowed to play with their toys. So they should do something to where people can still play with their ghosts and shit. Uh, or, sorry, with their, like, necromantic-style undead and shit. Like, classic, you know, necromancers, classic skeletons, classic all that stuff. People should still get to play with that. Um, so, you know, release another Legion of Nagash 2.0 book. But they just need to take it back to the drawing board. Uh, Night Haunt is... I don't think Night Haunt's that far off from being a great army, though. Um, they have the stuff. Uh, change their charge to be a unmodified 9 um, have ways of augmenting it down to a seven, um, via battalions and shit, never with, like, cogs or anything that other people are talking about, have in-the-book ways of making it more reliable via battalions and artifacts, maybe a spell, depending on how interactive you want it to be, um, and then just do that, um, I, I like the idea of, of either making the Black Coach a terrain feature, that levels up, turns 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and just gets to redeploy and do really spooky, crazy, awesome shit. Uh, like, the battlefield is being haunted by this coach. Uh, I think that'd be really awesome. Uh, or at least give it the hero keyword. So it can take... So, so, you know... It's got a hero on it. There's no reason for it to not have it. Uh, so Nighthorn, I don't think, is that far off. Um, update some language, because the, the older language still shows through. Um... I do like what Frank has been saying for a long time, which is Vampirates are going to come out, and that's going to be LON 2.0, uh, which I wouldn't be averse to. You think of it like Gloomspite Gits, how Gloomspite Gits came out, and it has a bunch of new Gloomspite stuff, and then it, it also allowed you to still play like with your like Arachnids and shit like that. You could do something like that with Legions and Agash. Um, all the LON stuff is just essentially reprinted in, with the exception of like Bat Swarms of crap. No one cares about that stuff. The only way people care about that stuff is, is just it's aggressively good. But the sculpts are bad, they're old, nobody really wants to play with spooky bats. Um, 
whatever. You can you can probably go through and like and uh, they called the cities of Sigmar. You could probably call uh, some of the some of the stuff out of the LON book. Even though I think people should get to pay, play with their stuff, you can probably call a lot of that book, and then and then Gloomspike gets it, wrap it in with a with a vampire release. That would be a really good way of doing it. How would I change Beasts of Chaos if you were rewriting the Battle Tome? Uh, I would make their monsters awesome. <laughs> like every monster in there would be ridiculous, whether it's a cockatrice or a gorgon or anything in between. They would all be ridiculous and awesome, and they would be more ridiculous and more awesome via allegiance abilities, artifacts, and buff pieces in the Beast of Chaos book itself. I would also give them allegiance abilities that did anything at all. Uh, being able to outflank is nice, but that's not central to like even how they play anymore especially since they broke the fact that your ungors coming on aren't battle line anymore so i would just uh i would just you know make their monsters like and i mean pushed like make a gorgon 360 points and fight like it's 500 points but don't let it do anything else than just fight you and be a monster like i would just go through and do that with with their monsters i would i would basically Look at every monster in the book, write it like it's a 300 to, to 400 point monster, and then tune it like it's 500 points. Or tune it up by 100 points. And then, and then I would release it. I wouldn't encroach on the Beast Claw Raiders uh, playstyle where their monsters capture any better. I wouldn't do that. I would just make them murder houses. Uh, this is a great question, uh, 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 Zyko. If you had full power to make a game in your vision, would it be tabletop, minis, board game, or video game? It'd be a video game. Uh, I think video games as an artistic medium have a lot to offer right now. Board games are great. Um, a tabletop RPG is probably my, like, number one passion, just because there's, there's things that you can do in a tabletop RPG that you can't do in any other style of play in the entire universe. Um, even the, like, I write... Even the stories you tell in tabletop gaming, the stories you're able to tell in that sort of three-dimensional, personal, collective experience is, is it's just, it, it can't be replicated. But that's the thing, is it can't be replicated. It really can't be improved upon by anything I don't already do. So I don't really need to do that. Like, RPGs are already, like, where they need to be. Um, but if I had, like, a, you know, like a... Like a small staff of like twelve people and like and a bunch of seed money to make the game I want to make, I would it would it would totally be a video game. I would one hundred percent make a video game. Um, I would try to marry old school video gamey sensibilities. I mean, like you pick up food to restore your health, classical video game tropes, uh, to a interactive storytelling experience that utilizes the medium of video games to get across its message because the thing that video games do that other games that other genres of art simply don't do is that is that like back and forth and their ability to make you automatically uh, invest in whatever thing you're playing 
the suspension of disbelief in a video game is higher than any other format. Um, I'm not going to say near near Automata would be a great example of a video game that does this really well, where it really lives in the genre of being a video game to tell its story the way only a video game can tell its story. I won't make something as great as near Automata, but like that's the goal. Favorite type of classic Hollywood monster? I love Nosferatu specifically. Um, yeah, yeah, specifically Nosferatu. Dracula, the, the the like old school Hollywood doesn't quite land for me. Um, I would love to see. Um, I would have loved to see the Dark Verse, that was that like run by. Uh, like run by uh, Del Toro, I would have loved to see the like the monster verse they were trying to make. I would have loved to see that happen. Um, in fact, uh, if you need someone Hollywood to run that that Cineverse MCU style, but with all the horror monsters, um, uh, get in contact with my folk. Uh, you can follow the links on my Twitter or uh, or, or, or 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 YouTube page. Uh, or Twitch uh, to get in contact with me. I have tons of ideas uh, for like a, a coherent monster verse. No, it will not just be Underworld or the World of Darkness. Though I think fans of the World of Darkness would uh, would enjoy some of the some of the shadow play. We'll say that goes into it. But my main thing when making the monster verse would be to not make them into lazy superheroes. They would be monsters. And bad guys. And I would tell you stories about evil monsters. Like, there might be that Cloverfield moment where you kind of find yourself going, Oh, that monster was so... That was awesome! Or, you know, the Jason kill in... Uh, the Jason kill in uh, Jason X when he's in space... And he goes into, like, the holodeck and he kills a hitchhiker with a hitchhiker or whatever in the sleeping bag. Like, where you have a kill like that where you're like, oh, yeah. Like, there would certainly be that. But um, the main thing would be to keep the monsters monsters and not fucking superheroes. Don't do that. That's bad. Bad. Like, like, and then, and then please also save some money. You can, so you'd spend a lot of money uh, on... You wouldn't spend a lot of money on the writer and the direction. Um, so you could save money to get Del Toro for our art direction, please. Uh, and then I know a director I'll bring in to actually be the, the film director. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll just have a bunch of money for the production. So so let me know, Hollywood. Uh, I can do this for you. All right. Yeah, uh, old school LucasArts. Yeah, Day of the Tentacle. Uh, full Throttle. Yeah, 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 100%. Um I mean, you know, uh, full throttle. One of my favorite quotes is uh, is uh, that is not one of meat's many like many uses <laughs> or whatever. When you try to use like the bacon as like a lockpick or something, Mag that is not one of meat's mag many magnificent uses. <laughs> like, um, yeah, like I, I mean, even like uh, I mean, speaking of like the old school Lucas Arts and stuff, um, like uh, Tim Schafer is one of those, like, sort of visionaries who has, like, a really good read on, like, the video game genre and doing stuff with it. Um, Brutal Legend is such the underrated game. I am sorry, Tim Schafer, 
when the game first came out, I was in a bad place. Uh, I didn't see the genius of it at the time. I played it a little bit. As soon as it turned into an RTS, I was just like, ew, this isn't what I wanted. Um, but, like, that's an entitled fan mentality that we need to get rid of. Um, who gives a shit what I wanted? You made a great game. Um, it was my fault for having an expectation that did not line up with your vision. Not yours. The game was awesome. 10 out of 10, would play again, and again, I am sorry, Tim Schafer, I know you're watching. Brutal Legend was amazing. Sequel win. Um, so, uh, I've got some questions that were sent to me, sort of, leading up to this. Let me double-check Discord here. Discord, uh, silent, let's check Twitter. Yeah, I love werewolves, don't get me wrong. Uh, big fan of werewolves. Um, so what is my favorite beverage? Um... Probably coffee. Uh, big, big coffee fan. My favorite beer is uh, is uh, Left Hand's uh, Nitro Stout. Um, I also really like Cashmere Hammer by Three Sheeps, um, which is a, a stout. And I like Amber Geddon from, uh, uh, from, from uh, Ale Asylum out of Madison. Um, those are probably my favorites. Um, my favorite non-Nagash... Uh, character in Age of Sigmar. Um, well, it's Nagash. Uh, it would be Catacross if I'm not allowed to say Nagash. Uh, he is perfectly Age of Sigmar and Death. Uh, if we talk old school Warhammer, um, I always loved Vlad von Karstein. Um, he was he was my favorite. Um, I liked Conrad too. Uh, always hated Manfred. If I'm not allowed to say any death characters, it gets a lot harder. Um, I actually kind of really dig Gotrick. Um, I think Gotrick's pretty cool. I like the whole Doom Slayer thing he has going on. He is basically Doom Guy for Age of Sigmar. Um, and I like uh, 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 I like the the Loon King. I think he's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. No. Sh uh, Pepsi Milk is honorable mention. Yeah, Pepsi Milk honorable mention. Um, favorite army I don't own. Favorite army I don't own. So I own all of the Death and and Beasts of Chaos. Um, I'm about probably closing in on about ten thousand points of un, uh, of Death. Certainly eight K because of how many zombie dragons I own. Um. Hmm. It might be Gloomspite Gits. That's the army I always kind of vicariously want to play through other people, but don't have the energy to personally play that many models. Um, it, it might be Gloomspite Gits. Um, I wish that they would give them a sub-faction that lets them spell spam. That breaks. The, I like the zero to three rule for endless spells. Uh, Gits should get an exception in the form of a special character. If you take the special character, you may, you know, cast two extra endless spells or something like that. Um, but like it's, it, I think it might be Gloom Spike Gits. Um, like, I it's so unexpected, but like, like little dudes doing getting like just shroomed up and like riding crazy ball teeth into like it's. There's something pretty metal about that. Um, hmm. I'm trying to kind of go through the armies in my head. Um, 
there is a universe where if Fire Slayers got like awesome sculpts, I would actually really like Fire Slayers. Not gonna lie. Um, and probably Lumineth Realm Lords. I actually really like them. I I, I dig the uh, I dig the direction. I, I do. Um, I like the Pan Asian thing. Unbelievable. So, but probably top of the list is Gloomspite Gets. Just because, um, yeah, I, I just, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think they have an awesome theme. They have some of the most just excellent sculpts in the game. Their terrain piece is the only terrain piece that rivals uh, the Bone Tithe Nexus in terms of excellence. It's actually, it's actually probably the coolest uh, visual terrain piece in the entire game. Yeah, If Fire Slayers just, if they weren't naked baby men, I think that would be cool. Um, rather than Magma Droths, I'd rather see, like, tiny Godzillas. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a there's a world where I could... Like, I think... Like, they're pretty... Like, even though the Fire Slayer art in, in, in Soulbound is pretty freaking metal. Um, I could get behind Chaos Dwarves thematically, but they're not a real army. I'm sorry. Um, like, th if they became a real army, I could get... I could see myself getting behind them. Um, there aren't really, like, I, I've never really liked human and normie armies. There isn't a, there isn't a werewolf army. Uh, I don't care for fish, fish folk. Alright, take care, Ziggy. Thanks for hanging out. And, yeah, thank you. One year, let's go for two, huh? Um, so yeah, that's the, my favorite chaos god. See, this is a, this is a difficult one, because no chaos god quite lands for me. Um, in 40k, it's easy. In 40k, it's absolutely Slanesh. Because a lot of the cringier elements of Slanesh aren't really around in 40k. It's just Doom Rider. And Doom Rider does cocaine. <laughs> like... <laughs> so it's Slanesh in 40k by far, because some of the cringe stuff that I don't really care for isn't there. Like... Like it's it's it, they're they're just like it's just Doom Rider and Doom Doom Rider does cocaine and Noise Marines who are just like shredding electric guitars and killing you like a lot of the stuff like 40k Slanesh is way more metal uh, than some weird like sort of like leather daddy like power bottom like at, like I'm not yucking anybody's yum but like you know that's that's not my thing it could be corn if corn wasn't such an idiot. Like, I like the idea of skulls for the throne and blood for the blood god, but he's just, like, he is not a warlord. Like, if he was more Sun Tzu than, than complete idiot, I would like him a lot more. Now, I know they say he's supposed to be, but, like, you gotta show me, not just tell me. And they tell me he's supposed to be, but I've never seen it. Um, and I would like Zinch a lot, because Zinch is the one you would think I would like the most. But, like, Zinch is, um, uh, basically got plot armor, and I hate it in the worst way. The just-as-planned, just-as-planned crap, and, like, I'll even ruin my own plans, because that's part of my bigger plan. The writing tropes that, uh, that Zinch, uh, uses are garbage. I hate them. Um, so if, if Zinch... If Zinch was written well, 
I would really like a, a, a corrupted fate sort of like fate weaver magic god. Uh, but he has not written well, so I hate him. And uh, Slanesh almost and Corn almost. So uh, definitely Slanesh in 40k though, because Noise Marines and Doom Rider are the coolest shit ever. <laughs> um, let's see. Trek or Wars, you're trying to g get me to lose followers here. Uh, philosophically, Star Trek, setting-wise, Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars has one of the greatest settings ever really done in sci-fi or fantasy. Um, it's such a great setting. Uh, if only they let the fans have more agency of that setting, because more than any other fandom, Star Wars is owned by the fans. More than any other fandom, and that is the great mistake that Disney and even George Lucas made later on is trying to squelch the fans. Why is Clone Wars great? And why are the movies, the current movies, sort of uh, derisive? Because Clone Wars was essentially fanfic that they were that they just kind of uh, canonized. They said, okay, fine, it's canon. They Like, fine, you get to make it. Um, like, Expanded Universe Star Wars was pretty great. And then the new movie said, no, Expanded Universe doesn't exist, but we're just going to steal a bunch of the ideas shamelessly. Like, wow, how disingenuous and insincere of you. That's stupid. So Star Wars as a setting is fantastic. Star Trek philosophically is pretty metal, though. Like, I, I really do like the idea of, a, of like... Rogue One was fine. I, I, uh, I hate that the, that they made the movie where they're like, here's a, here's a strong female protagonist who gets saved by the male every time from when she gets, you know, like it just, uh, they should have had her actually win at the end rather than, uh, the weird, the weird forced love interest that they didn't need save her when they're like fighting and on the, on the like platform or whatever to beam up the plans, Scotty. Um, that was dumb. Uh, that was really dumb. They really kind of ruined, ruined that, uh, a lot. Um, it felt like it was written from a very fatalist standpoint, too. Yeah, but, like, you can't sell me on grit alone. I might be an edgelord, but you gotta have some substance to your grit. Um, so, yeah, uh, Flavored to of toothpaste. I don't know. Minty. Uh, East Coast versus West Coast. Also trying to get me to lose followers here. Um, I'm going to say East Coast because of the Wu-Tang Clan and I lived in North Carolina. Um, but I, I am open to being swayed by the West Coast should I ever go there when it's not currently on fire. Favorite cheese is Gouda or a humble aged cheddar. Uh, my favorite spice is smoked paprika. Who came up with that question? I don't know. Um, my favorite Marvel hero is Wolverine by far. My favorite Marvel villain is Magneto, or Doctor Doom, depending on the writing and uh, which run of comics you happen to be in. Uh, my favorite DC is Constantine, if we count him, uh, is John Constantine. Um, if not, then it gets difficult. Um, I actually had a phase where I really loved the Green Lantern. Um, I had a phase where I really liked uh, Superman. Uh, I've been soured on Batman for, like, the last decade and a half. Um, although Batman Beyond, Terry, uh, Terry's character is really cool. Um, Young Justice, man, Dick Grayson is a badass. Like, Nightwing is cool as hell. Um, 
And uh, I like The Flash, Barry Allen, a lot, and I will 100% admit it's because of the CW show. Uh, Barry Allen in the CW show is so damn charming, it makes me love The Flash. Um, toilet paper, over or under? Uh, over 100%, I am right via science. Anyone who does it under is a monster. Oh, I love Green Lantern because his, his whole thing is he wins based on... On will and imagination. Uh, my favorite Green Lantern is the one everybody hates. I love Kyle Rayner. Oh, well, probably everyone hates Guy Gardner the most, but but I like uh, I actually like Guy Gardner when he gets the like essentially uh, the red the red rage symbiote. Don't call it a symbiote. Like that's pretty cool. When when Guy Gardner becomes like this like like angry red man, that's pretty cool. Um, but I like Kyle Rayner a lot. Yeah, will willpower and creativity. Um, well, I really like Kyle Rayner. His first appearance, he's wearing a Nine Inch Nails t-shirt. Um, sold. Um, Marvel, uh, big back to Marvel. Huge props to to, uh, uh, to 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 Miles Morales. I mean, I actually really love everything that's happened with Miles Morales since the Ultimates. Um, uh, really ballsy to kill off Peter Parker in the in 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 Ultimate X in, in Ultimate Spider Man. Really ballsy. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with Hal Jordan. Um, like Barry Allen, he was dead in the canon for a super long time. Um, so like that gives him actually a little bit of a mystique, I think. Um, but I, uh, Kyle Rayner was my Green Lantern growing up, so I really like Kyle Rayner. Um, in the '90s, it was Kyle. It was all Kyle Rayner. Uh, he also made Max with his mind, and he would be inside of Green Lantern Max and fighting. And I thought that was cool as hell. Um, that's all of the other questions folks ask me. The movie is not awesome. Uh, but it was, it was a cynical cash grab and not a sincere effort to make a, uh, it wasn't a sincere effort to make a superhero movie. It was a cynical cash grab on whatever, uh, superhero IP they could scoop up. So those are the mainstream DC heroes, but uh, it really is uh, it really is John Constantine though. Uh, John Constantine, the Hellblazer, uh, is by fair DC hero. And that's it. That's it for questions. All right. Um. Hey, uh, Kerniget. Uh, how how's it how's getting all those Osiarch Bone Reapers together coming? I didn't hate it either. It wasn't good, but it wasn't horrible. It was just a cynical cash grab, and it showed at every... There are worse cynical cash grab movies out there. Like, for instance, Wolverine, my favorite Marvel hero. Um, almost every one of his movies that isn't Logan. <laughs> um, yeah, like, almost all of them. <laughs> Oh, I haven't seen Justice League Dark. I haven't. I haven't really seen any of any of the 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 DCU stuff. For me, they didn't. They didn't earn their their DC universe. Um, it's crazy because like the DC properties in terms of like cartoons, uh, shit all over Marvel. Um, 
like I'm a big fan of the original like Marvel, the, the not the original because it's actually the second iteration, but the '90s Marvel Fox cartoon. Huge fan of it, but like Batman the animated series at the time was by far the better product. By far, not even close. Not even close. You. <laughs> All right, Shuns. I'm looking forward to you joining uh, joining Death, and I love to see what heavy metal concoctions you have for for Ossiarch Bone Reapers after having seen your orcs. I actually, I've I've had this sitting on my desk a while. This is my uh, this is my Soul Reaper, which isn't in any of my lists at all. Uh, but I ordered it because it was going to be my Anvil Apotheosis uh, character slash Myriad. From the uh, the Soulbound ga uh, game I'm running Fridays. Oh yeah, Nagash with the guitar, hell yeah. Or like take a page. This is where I might all actually take a page out of like uh, out of uh, 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 League of Legends playbook and uh, Karthus, the uh, the Lich guy in that. He's like the lead singer of the death metal band. Like I, that could be pretty metal too. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. I, I've, I, uh, Young Justice, I was making my way back through because they got a, like, a Kickstarter finale or something like that, but I didn't, I didn't make it far enough. And that was the last DC thing, I, uh, TV show I was watching. Got ideas? Love it. I would love to see them. Now, um, I will bring it back to the question I I, uh, I passed over, uh, which was from Discord, was from uh, Vanilla Sauce. Um, Vanilla Sauce asked me um, earlier on. Uh, he asked pr pretty simply, "How are you doing? Uh, any new habits picked up due to gestures broadly?" <laughs> uh, me and the girlfriend, for example, cringe a little when we see crowds on Netflix. Any tips for people struggling? What am I looking forward to? Um, this is a heavy question because uh, how am I doing is uh, not well. Um, right around the time I did the rantathon, I hit. I started to hit a, a, a kind of bad spiral. It was actually a little bit before the rantathon. Uh, I sort of rallied to do the rantathon because it wasn't about me; it was about everybody else. Uh, and I have that capacity to sort of like rally when I need to. Um, it's the, it's the big brother thing. If you're, if you're a big brother or you're the, the oldest in your family, um, like, or big sister, I'd imagine too, that like the, it's the older sibling thing. We're like, we're like, you know, we grew up impoverished, uh, you know, abused and the bipolar mom. Everyone knows my, my, my story for the most part. Um, you know, when my brothers and sister needed the things to get done, I would suspend the fact that everything was falling apart and, you know, rise to the occasion. So I have that ability. Um, but without the Rantathon to, like, sort of rally to, um, my spiral hastened. Um, I'm having trouble seeing the importance of things these days. Um, it's hard to describe... It just, it feels like the world is so much bigger and there's a lot more going on that is 
that I can't deal with. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, like I, uh, I got a suspension from work for losing my shit at one of the contractors. I, um, we've had the, uh, uh, cops at our house for, uh, um, we had a suicide hotline call here, um, that was linked to that. Like, um, I haven't been doing awesome. Um. Which is why I said I'd come back to this. I didn't want to have that somber note at the very beginning of the show. <laughs> um, I, uh, in terms of, like, the show, Rantcast, I, uh, missed a, uh, you know, I missed a show last week. I had, like, a guest cancel, right? This happened, like, last month. And that guest canceling, normally it's just like, I okay, next... You know, next guest on deck, and it just, I saw it as an opportunity to not try anymore, um, because it felt like everything, everything's trying, you know, every, everything is trying, um, and, uh, and then, like, I, I, um, Frank would warn me, and he'd wag his finger at me right now, that comparison is the thief of joy, but I can't help it, um, I can't help that like, you know, I've been, uh, you know, Rantcast has been going for a year now. Awesome. I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very proud of that. Um, I've done, uh, streaming for an embarrassing amount of time for how small my, my audience is. I mean, we've, we've got 15 viewers right now. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I never want to be a thousand person streamer. I never, ever want that. That's not my goal. It never has been. But, like, that I I struggle to maintain five on a, on a usual night or, or, you know, it's, I don't mind that, but that I've done it for that long and I don't see a result, you know, that I have done Rantcast for uh, a year and I still haven't broken a thousand subs on YouTube, I haven't broken a thousand followers on, on Twitter, and then I will see someone start a brand new podcast and within a month break 3,000, you know, uh, like so followers on Twitter and automatically be monetized on YouTube. And it's not about them. I don't feel, I'm not angry at them. I'm like, awesome. I'm, when the more content, the better for people out there. I'm not like jealous of them, but I immediately turn on myself. What am I doing wrong that I've been doing this longer and I can't be successful like they are? Um, like, and then I take it out on myself. Like, what's the point of doing it if I don't see the results? And what's the point of this? And then I go back and I, I, I watch my videos and I, I nitpick everything that I see. Oh, maybe it's because I did, did this wrong or maybe it's, you know. So, like, I've been... I've been looking at my my metrics on YouTube, which I shouldn't be doing, and just they're all down across the board. You know, like I look at a, you know, like the the life, the sort of like the initial forty eight hours of of a rant cast from like 
earlier on in the year would hit about 200 to 400 depending on the topic. Um, I'm barely scraping 100 views now for any, pardon me, anything I release. You know. 139 for for Sylvaneth. Awesome. Uh, all my videos that have anything to do with a faction ever get more views. So that's fine. Um, I kind of expect that. Um, the one before was 82, however. Which is the animosity campaigns. It's the narrative thing. Okay, The one before that, so this has an extra week of views, 96 views. That was the mental health, mindfulness, and list science episode. Struggling to get 100 views. Like... It's just, like, I don't... So... No, I, 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 I appreciate all that, everybody. Um, Zyko, the commiserating with me. Uh, positive vibes from the UK. Thank you so much, Bumble Goose. Uh, Sean, uh, from the Down Under. Um, I, I appreciate it. I do. I... And Soren, um, I'm happy that my mental health messages have have helped you and the other people they've helped. Um, so I just uh, I don't know. Like I and I know it's me, and uh, I'm trying to be more mindful. That's why I did the mindfulness episode. Like I, I think a lot of it is like I I just I am my own enemy, uh, so hard. Um, like, sincerely, I need to get out of my own way. That is my problem. Because, again, I don't get, like, envious that, like, random person starts podcast, gets a thousand views. Like, I don't, that doesn't, it doesn't register like that, because I'm not envious of that. I know... Yeah. But, like, to... To have that knee-jerk reaction of, like, where I turn on myself immediately, um, that's been the problem. Where it's just like I, uh, immediately, like, I'm just locked in here with myself, you know? Like, I've been locked in with my own thoughts for so long. And I do, I, like, I wouldn't still be doing this if I didn't love it. You know, I love talking with folks. I love, uh, the camaraderie. I love the, you know, that we have Blood Bowl going. I love all this stuff, but... You know, you know, I, I wouldn't do things if I didn't have a passion for it. Right, and that's and that goes back to like knowing what I want to do, which is a, a slow, organic, legitimate growth with a, a, a close knit community of individuals. You know, I don't want people to just be numbers, so I don't approach my stream that way. I don't release sixteen minute videos to YouTube. So, yeah, at least you're doing something, dude. I'm in a line of work with variable income, and it's so hard to not compare how you're doing now to yesterday, this week to last, month to la this month to last month, etc. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and there's, you know, the numbers are there for a reason. If I, like I said, I know for a fact that my Sylvanath video is going to get more views. Any faction video I do, any... Faction video I do, if I say Ossiarch Bone Reapers, 
uh, drink, by the way. Uh, if I say, you know, Gloom Spike Gits, if I say Iron Jaws, any faction video I make with a faction title in it um, will be a higher viewer count. Because I've read the numbers, you know, like, so the numbers are useful to compare sometimes. Like, they're not, they're not bad, but then you, you have to know what numbers to look at, and I'm looking at them like, these are lower than they used to be. I suck. <laughs> And like, and then like I and and I like I'm like I know I'm not bad at this. I, I it's the ten thousand hours thing. You can't really be bad at something you've done for over ten thousand hours, right? Like I'm I'm I decent at articulating thoughts. I I can be reasonably entertaining. So I'm like so it's like so like I, I the core is here. You know I I had a just kind of off stream discussion with somebody, uh, with Mars in fact. I'm like. I like my format. I like the things that I'm doing. There's things I'd polish and get better at, but I'm like, I'm like, I wouldn't not do Rantcast for two hours to four hours. I wouldn't, like, oh, well, if you want to have higher videos counts on YouTube, then, you know, you need to trim your videos down to, like, 16 minutes and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, don't want to do that. <laughs> or on podcast, like iTunes, uh, you should be around in one hour for a podcast episode. I'm like, I don't want to do that either. I listen to a one-hour podcast, like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, the last podcast on the left. I am offended, quite frankly, that their episodes are all around an hour now. I need two hours! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, catching back up here before we bury the lead too much. Uh, G-Dead says, the state of the world is heavy, and I'm more receptive to that. I, there's some truth to that. I may, uh, you know, I internalize a lot of stuff. Yeah, Sean, Sean that's... Do the thing. That's the most important part. Why Why is Rantcast going uh, over a year old now? Because I just did the thing. I saw Ossiarch Bone Reaper teaser trailers, and then I just made Rantcast. Um, it, it's not going to be perfect, um, but not acting is, the, in my mind, the, the greatest crime anyone creative commits. Just do the thing. Um, it's so much better when you make the thing or do the thing than when you don't. My favorite flavor of ice cream is vanilla, because I am boring as shit. No, um, I like vanilla because it is all the potential and possibilities. Um, a vanilla ice cream, I can put anything on, I can pair with anything. Um, it is um, not too sweet. Uh, it's always refreshing. Um, if you get that good, authentic shit, it's 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 just it's just delicious. Um, vanilla ice cream is my favorite flavor. Um, I also like quote unquote Super Scoop or Superman or Super whatever. Everyone everyone has a different brand, uh, but it, you know the one I'm talking about. It's like yellow, red, blue. Um, that is my second favorite. I love like Super Scoop. It's amazing. Um, it's usually it's blue moon, vanilla, black cherry. The the flavors tend to vary, but those are like kind of the main three. I love that ice cream. It's my favorite. Um, specifically, I really like the one by Cedar Crest, uh, which used to be called Superman, but they quit paying the license or the trademark fee because the MCU blew up. Uh, I don't know what they call it anymore. I think they call it S Super Madness or something like that now. Um, that's my favorite ice cream. Um, Cedar Crest is, of course, a Wisconsin local brand. Uh, so uh, that's my favorite ice cream. Head up, Meth. Your content is my favorite. Thank you, Hotspur. 
That that means a lot. Always look forward to Rantcast and Soulbound. Thank you. That that means a lot to me. That it truly does. Um, Vince gave me the advice that um, you know I'm just remember you're always somebody's favorite show. You know, and I'm like, so somebody out there looks forward to my show more than anybody else's. <laughs> so I got to keep doing this for them. So thank you, Hotspur. That means a lot. Uh, I am unable to eat ice cream, or bread, or pasta, or rice. I am sorry that you uh, hit an old, like, Romani lady with your car, and she cursed you to not be able to enjoy great things in life anymore. I'm sorry, Soren. <laughs> that, was a, that was a thinner joke, uh, not disparaging the Romani uh, folks. They have had, a, they have had a, hard, a hard lot in life. Also, the lack of events has definitely pulled out the oomph of a lot of things. That that much is true. It's it's hard to... Uh, I mean, I can't be insincere. I just... I don't have the capability to pretend I'm excited about 40k, what I am not. I saw... Like, so there was that, that chunk of time where I'm making content, and, like, I saw a lot of content creators, like, shift their focus from Age of Sigmar to 40k for that time span, and I'm like, good on you, man. If you can... If you can... If you have that interest, I'm like, but if I'm not interested in it, like, I can't, I, if I have someone who's passionate about it, I can be interested in the person, because I like seeing the world through other people's eyes. Like, um, Frank's obsession with Blood Bowl got me into Blood Bowl, because being able to, like, see how much he loves it, or assume, watching Sumo now with Frank, like, I couldn't watch Sumo by myself, but because Frank's enthusiastic about it, I'm like, like, I'm fascinated with that. So, like, there's that, but I personally, like, with the 40k thing, I'm like, I, I couldn't give a crap about 40k, and so I wasn't, I just couldn't make content about it. Now, if there's a guest that came on the show, they love 40k, and they, they, that would be a different thing, but, like, I couldn't, like, shift my focus, you know? Um. <laughs> Jesus only had 12 followers, uh, so I'm better than Jesus. <laughs> I like where your head's at. <laughs> uh, putting yourself out there as a public face has got to be tough, uh, at the best of times. Um, I've seen you stream about real fucking issues. Always fit ass, no clickbait. Thank you, Bumble Goose. Yeah, I try. I try. Um, I, uh, I made the decision. I, I do not have the production value of, of, of Haywo. Uh, I don't have the reach of, 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 of Vince or a Rob. I will never have those things. Uh, I did what I am good at, which is, um, being me. Um, that's all I can do. And, uh, yeah. Uh, well, man, I have to go. Alright, good night, G-Dad. Thanks for hanging out, man. Yeah, yeah, so no more, uh, no more martinis, huh? That's probably for the best, honestly, Soren. I'm trying to cut back myself. Note that I've only opened one beer over the course of a two-hour stream, so we're, we're doing better. Mm, can't eat pizza. Pizza is still my favorite food, by the way. It is... It is still my favorite food. Yeah. Yeah. He had those six-up shrugs. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry to hear about it. I have been stabbed not six times, but I think... Two or three on my wrist, and I know I've been stabbed back here the one time. Um, 
episodes. I think just the four. There might be one other one in there somewhere. But uh, well away from, obviously, my di my digestion. And the knife back here did miss my kidney, so. Yeah, oof, oof. Yeah, it's the, the, I can't remember the comedian. He, he was in Grandma's Boy. Um, he was just in a Netflix show I watched with David Spade, The Wrong Missy, I think it was called. I can't remember the comedian's name. Uh, he had a bit about being stabbed, like, is the worst, because he's like, gun, or he's like I, I would think being stabbed is worse than being shot, because if it's, like, shot, you're just like, you're just like, ah, ah, and then, like, you're surprised that you've been shot, but when you're stabbed, you're like, like, you get to see it go in, and then come back out, and you're like, ah, oh, it's coming back, <laughs> like, it's just, it's fantastic stand-up bit, um, <laughs> like, it's coming back again, like, ah, <laughs> I have a very morbid sense of humor, I'm sorry, um, Oh, twice bitten, once shy, they say. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, I'm out of questions here. Um, I guess... Oh, yeah, I, I gotta answer uh, the what have I been doing about it. Or any tips for people struggling. Um, my tips for people struggling... Um, comes... I mean, this is... It's, call it, it's not exactly unsolicited advice... What works for me is finding a quiet place or a quiet moment. Um, the best advice I have uh, from somebody who's constantly sort of struggled with their mental health this is this is something new. What, what's going on right now is is its own sort of craziness. Um, it's uh, yeah, I think so that I mean it makes sense. Soren is secretly a mafia don. This makes sense. Um, the, the advice, uh, this is something different, so I think that, like, it's going to hit people differently. I think it's going to leave a sort of a lasting scar on society going forward. Um, well, if you admitted to it, Sora, and it wouldn't be a secret anymore. Um, but I think that you, uh, finding, uh, like, a quiet place or a quiet moment, I think, is the most important thing you can possibly do. Um, giving, cutting yourself some slack, and I should follow my own fucking advice on this, cutting yourself some slack, um, trying not to compare yourself to how others are doing is, is I think, really important. Um, those people out there who are crushing the hobby right now, um, that's awesome. It's super awesome for them. I'm, I, I, like, seeing them light up my feed has been a huge deal. I love seeing it. Um, it, it's, it's a bright spot in my day. But if you're not that person who who's capable of doing that, cut yourself some slack. Know that we're in a survival period right now, not a crush the hobby period. It's okay to just survive, okay? Um, I focus a lot on my family during these times. Uh, I think if you've got family, find ways to focus on your family. If you don't have family, check in with your friends. Um... And again, find your quiet moments. Mine is usually a cup of coffee somewhere around 11 a.m. in the day. Uh, I, without fail, will at one point go to a gas station with my mask on, um, and I will get a cup of Dider coffee. I've been actually doing that a lot less. I've usually I'm bringing a thermos these days. Um, so, but usually it's I get my thermos or I swing by my house and I refill my thermos, and then I go and I sit. On Lake Michigan, there's a little part, a spot, a specific spot I park near a bench. Uh, I sit in my truck. 
I drink my cup of coffee, I watch Lake Michigan uh, crash uh, on the shore a little bit, and then I, uh, I specifically will thumb through my Twitter because I keep a pretty... Uh, I think my Twitter feed is, is only filled with awesome people. Um, little, like, there's some politics and stuff in that because I don't want to have a complete echo chamber. Um, but, like, right now... Um, uh, pumpkin spice ranch dressing, so Matt Austin memeing off right there. Thank you so much for that, dude. Um, a jo uh, a weird dad pun. Um, <laughs> the tabletop inquirer satire. Models, more models. Uh, video game news. Update on Super Series. So, like, all... All pretty, uh... You know... You know, light-hearted, good stuff for when I'm drinking my cup of coffee and sitting there. So that's one of my quiet moments. Um... I, uh... Have gotten in the habit of finding music that puts my brain on autopilot. I... To use, uh, pseudonyms, uh, or pseudonyms, uh, advice, um... I like music that makes you think a lot. I love considering lyrics and thinking about what that means. Um, but I've also found listening to something like Gunship or The Midnight or Synthwave or anything like that has helped me a lot to put my brain on like autopilot um, so that I don't have to be trapped with my own thoughts for too long. Physical exertion is good, they say. Um, I work a menial labor job, so like I'm, I'm physical anyway. Uh, I know there's a difference between being physical for a job, because that becomes mundanity, and going out of your way to go for walks. Um, near the beginning of this, we, Molly and I were going for a lot more walks. Uh, I think I probably need to get back to that. Drink less. <laughs> it's so easy to drink so much more right now. Um, yeah, well, the flow state and painting and stuff. It's difficult. Um, my, I had, like, a whole set of hobby goals this year, uh, that I was going to do. Um, my goal was to, for Christmas, I was going to buy myself a second Nagash and convert it. Uh, Laura on, uh, I don't remember her, her handle. She's just Laura and then some other stuff. Um, uh, had this amazing Nagash conversion where, like, Nagash is standing there and stuff. I'm like, I want to do that, but with a katana. <laughs> so I was going to do a... I was going to do a Nagash conversion at the end of the year. It was going to be like, I was building up to to uh, uh, doing a Nagash conversion um, for my Ossiarch Bone Reapers for YOLO Solo Nagash. Um, that won't happen so much. Now I'm off pace for that. But it was to paint my whole OBR army. I made good paint. Uh, January, I, I crushed it. I was painting 12 hours a day. Um, and then... And then... I wasn't. I was going to get my uh, display board done, um, and then I didn't have a tournament to go to, so I didn't care about working on my display board. I had, like, a, a plan mapped out for getting my... Uh, you can see my Ossiarch Bone Reaper pile of shame right here above my head. Um, all that stuff's in the box. Um, I've got my, like, 2k points of Ossiarch Bone Reapers, but I was going to get through all of this. All of this right here. Um, it's just been sitting. Um, I was going to do that, so was, the whole goal was, yeah, that's it, uh, Pegasus. Um, 
fantastic hobbyist, follow follow them, please. Um, I was going to go through, like, and, uh, you know, basically paint all my Osiric Bone Reaper stuff, all of the contingency stuff. So I have two, I have two crawlers, I have two harvesters, I have a bunch of extra ponies to have it all painted so I could, like, swap and play whatever Osiric Bone Reaper build I want. And whilst painting all of that, I would have gotten good at painting so that by the end of the year, uh, by the time I got everything painted, I could paint Catacross, um, because I would be finally confident enough to paint Catacross, and I would paint Catacross. And then my reward for finishing Catacross was to buy uh, second Nagash and really go hard on this conversion. And I haven't done any of that because I've just completely lost my motivation to paint. Uh, and I keep picking up a model and, like, grabbing, you know, my clippers and, like, going to clip it off. And then I'm just like, what's the point? Um, honestly, let's see. Uh, took my baby daughter up to a mountain in Wales the other day. Up a mountain in Wales the other day. Yeah, that physical exertion and family, combining those two things. I think that's important. I think that the... Fo focusing on family and things that matter on, like, a micro scale, I think is really what's, what's super important. Um, finding joy in simple things, I think, is really important right now. Um, and like anything, you cannot change the world... You, you, I mean, you can lament it. It's okay to feel sympathetic and em 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 empathetic to everything that's going on. But it's but to focus on what you can directly control on a small level. Um, I felt kind of like a superhero for a little bit when we did the MHA drive, you know. But that was, I did that by doing a small thing. I just ran a stream and I had friends to back me up. You can do that on your small scale in your life and have... Like, you're not going to make a vaccine. Unless you work for, like, the CDC or something. Cool. Maybe you are in that position. But you're maybe not going to make a vaccine to solve the problem with the world right now. But, like, you can focus on those smaller scale things in your life directly. Educate your kids decently. Keep yourself as even keel as you can and build from there. And I think that's really the important thing. Nah, she's still up there. <laughs> Left her the care of a wandering goat. There you go. Uh, and this is how. And this is how the. This is how we get beasts of chaos. <laughs> like. <laughs> I need to take my own advice. I need to focus on my smaller things, like just putting together a a soul reaper. Maybe not think about the grand scale of building towards that Nagash conversion at the end of the year anymore. Maybe just think about putting together some, yeah, <laughs> piece of chaos player in the making. Maybe just focus on you know finishing some more uh, some more tech guard, right? Finish on uh, doing some uh, some weapon high some edge highlighting. I wanted to do on the more tech guard. I already have painted. I need to get back to that. The first thing I'm focused on is is my Spooktober marathon coming up. So I'm gonna play scary games. And I'm going to feel happy because I like October. And I will not let the world ruin my favorite month and my favorite season. Um, I'm going to build a ghost zipline so that I can zipline candy down to the kids uh, with social distancing. It's going to be a ghost with a bucket. It's going to zipline down from my front porch um, so that the kids can have candy on the best holiday, which is Halloween. Uh, 
I'm going to hide candy around my house like the damn Easter Bunny so my kids uh, still have some fun, turn off the lights, make it spooky, you know? Um, I'm going to watch all of the scary movies because I love them. Um, I'm going to spend more time on the couch watching scary movies with Molly, but also more time on walks. Oh, Candy Cannon would be fun, too. <laughs> in the U.S., you got bears and shit. In Wales, they've got a sign saying, beware of the goat. Like, not even many goats. <laughs> Just the goat. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so... I'm going to play my scary games, um, show, showcase my love of video games a little bit more, I think. Um, refocus on Rantcast. I let myself get a little defeated looking at the numbers. Um, I, uh, I, um, I can't let myself feel bad about that. Because I do love what I'm doing, and uh, you know, everyone here in chat, everyone who's watching the VOD back or listening on the podcast apps, looking forward to it every week. Um, y'all really do keep me going, and um, it helps a lot um, for my mental health to just, like, be able to make something productive that, that people receive well and, and helps them out, too. Because maybe it's a little bit of that, like, again, the big brother mentality um, that I have, that I've always kind of had. Um you know, I, maybe it's just because my ego craves validation so much, and I can't help it. I just, I need to be validated. I need you to like me. Um, <laughs> but, but I digress. Um, any last minute questions here uh, before we, we head out? When am I going to do more hobby streams? You know what, Soren, I'll, uh, after October, we'll circle back around to that. How about that? I'll try to get a balanced schedule together. Maybe stream just three nights a week. One night of rant cast, one night of hobby, one night of Blood Bowl, one night of... Okay, four nights. One night of, uh, of video games. Who knows? I'll, I'll figure out... I, I gotta get a schedule that doesn't take away from my family too much. Um, that allows me to do the stuff that I like doing, too. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I need... I need... I need Senpai to notice me. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm glad you could. I mean, it's only like 15 hours in the future right now for you, huh? Uh, speaking of the Rantcast, uh, I don't have a guest book. For, oh, no, sorry. Next week kicks off uh, the, the uh, Spooktober. So uh, we'll be doing... Uh, every week will be a, uh, a different death faction. So I'll have a, a Flesh Eater Quartz episode. I will have a... Ossiarch Bone Reapers episode, I will have a Legion of Nagash episode, um, and we'll have a Night Hunt episode, and then I'm thinking for a fifth, might do either like a recap of all of them, or a Grand Alliance death uh, episode to talk about sort of like some, some Grand Alliance death tricks that you can do. Um, going to try to have like uh, various experts and enthusiasts uh, that have played those armies for, for an extended period of time. Um, I already had a couple people to get in contact with, um, and if not, I mean, I got a deep bench of people who love death armies uh that are grant cast regulars so um yeah chat gang you you know it you're the show within the show 
Um, you're the reason I do this thing, in all sincerity. <laughs> do Stormcast? I was going to do a surprise... I was going to do a... What I was going to do is there was going to be a joke orc episode in there. Or I was going to suddenly do an Iron Jaws episode. Uh, because the meme, this is an orc thread now. So I was going to do the, this is an orc, you know, this is an orc orc podcast now. And I was going to have, and it is Orktober. So I was going to have like a random orc uh, one break up in there somewhere. And I still might do that. So don't tell anyone if I, you know, it'll be super clever when that happens if I still do that. Uh, Stormcast is a funny one though. I wish I had thought up that. That's actually really funny. They all have died. Oh, that would have been really good. Maybe I'll do that. I might steal your idea. I think your idea is better than the than than the Orktober thing. <laughs> hmm. All right, sign me up. Ah, oh, dude, Sean. Yeah, I should have you on to talk orcs, huh? Let's fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, Joe, thanks for hanging out. Um, thanks for uh. Uh, you know, thanks for supporting me on, on, uh, on, on Patreon and stuff, too. Like, that's, I mean, that has really, I mean, that the Patreon and support has, has really helped me in the, the lockdown mode. Molly lost her, like, babysitting gigs, which was, like, our, our supplemental income, essentially. Um, and so, we, we've been able to kind of weather the storm a lot better than some other folks, um, because of that, so, um, so thank you so much, um. Also, I did buy uh, with some Patreon money. I've been st I've been sitting on for a little bit here. I got uh, I got to get my head headphone my new headphones pretty soon here. But um, with some Patreon money, I couldn't help it. I bought the Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> like I so uh, so I'll stream that a couple nights and then and then I won't be breaking my own rules of using Patreon to go back into the 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 stream. <laughs> Uh, oh, really? I Why you guys gotta do this? Why you gotta ruin my mood? Ban. Just go away. Um, Stormcast or the True Nightmare. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that the, the tragedy of the Stormcast story, I think, is what makes them such a compelling a compelling hero. I really do. I, I really do. I think the fact that they're kind of gradually losing their humanity and memories, I think that's awesome. Yeah, the struggle is real. Shit ebbs and flows. Yeah, we'll get through this. We'll get through this. Uh, I mean, the, the world might not be the same, but but we'll get through this. All right, everybody. Um, thank you again for hanging out. I hope you had all those all those uh, deep seated questions about about uh, this the mystery that is Mephisto answered in this AMA. Um, yeah, Blood Bowl has been a lot of fun. Blood Bowl has has really been the salve for my soul. Yeah, yeah, Bumble Goose out. Good night. And again, chat gang, you're the show within the show. You're the reason I do this thing. So thank you, thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. Thanks for all your questions, the ones asked in Discord, on Twitter, offline, uh, live tonight. I mean, you you literally made this show. Uh, once more, chat gang coming out clutch. Uh, I didn't have a guest tonight. Uh, you were the guest. <laughs> and you interviewed me uh, for two hours and 15 minutes. Not quite enough for the crown. Unfortunately, not enough for the championship belt for longest rant cast, but still a fantastic episode. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, drink your milk, pay your taxes, sincerely take care of yourself. Um, if you got the capacity to try to take care of those around you, and I will see you next time. <laughs>